0: Hello world. Welcome back to the Ignited Fortitude podcast with Bobby and Steve. And we have a special guest today, Benny. He's one of the people that teaches school of ministry. And that's my first real interaction with him. And I was like, man, this guy's got some stories. I want to hear from him. But before we get into that, let's talk real quick. Ignitedfortitude.com. Stores open. Stores open. Yeah. Hey guys, we've already had some
1: traffic coming through and it's just been uh, absolutely awesome. Keep in mind, we're not Amazon, so there's no... <laughs> I got a. I got an email and was like, uh, thanks, Benny. <laughs> I got a email and somebody had um, wrote, well, it was through Messenger. And they're like, if I order it today, will I get it here by Christmas? I said, you know what? With the way shipping is, and because it's holidays, I can't guarantee that. So don't put it as a Christmas gift because I don't want you to count on it and then it doesn't come in as okay. it's so, And they're like, well, I'll just order it anyways and just not say it's for Christmas. So...
0: Yeah, we're definitely... F- finding out there's some things that we're working through. This is our first time ever opening a store. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully, uh, you guys go on there. If you see, if you guys have any kind of ideas of what you want, we can create products. Uh, let us know if you're looking for something special, Benny, if you're looking for something special, let us know. Also, we do have a, a discount code 20% off through the month of December.
1: I know when this episode airs, it'll probably be like you're probably just a couple of days. You're going to be kind of bummed, but we'll put another one out. But if you, uh, if you type in hello world, all caps, 20, hello world, 20, uh, it will give us a, uh, give you guys a 20% discount code.
0: And that's on your checkout page. There's a discount yeah. box mm. that you can put in make sure you click apply. I I almost didn't do that the first time it was, <laughs> I was like, why, why is it so expensive? <laughs> it's, yeah. But it's not really that expensive. I just was like, that doesn't seem like it has a discount. Yeah, there's though. no discount for that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, uh, again, but thank you guys for all the support.
1: It's been awesome and great and, and the feedback and it's cool. It's a real blessing guys. Just this
0: whole venture. Yeah. It's, it's crazy crazy week, right? <laughs> it's crazy <week>. um, <laughs> All right, let's get into it, Benny. So as we get
1: started, I think of this, um, I've always loved this particular quote, it's Theodore Roosevelt, um, and I always think about this of uh, people that are, that are older, people that I look up to, you know what I mean? I always think of this. Um, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails, while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who, who neither know victory nor defeat. So it's the man in the arena, right? It's yeah. it's talking to against those uh what is it? Those armchair quarterbacks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Those guys that always want to point out when somebody's trying to do something, you know, and have the naysayers and stuff like that. And uh, mm-hmm. I know one time I I had I had, you know, mentioned this quote in um in a teaching that I had done and you were there and you're like, oh, "I love that quote." <laughs> so when you were coming on, I was like, "Man, I'm going to give this to Benny."
2: Man, that's my favorite quote. So, Benny, tell us
1: a little bit about you. When, uh, you know, where are you from? Just a little, give us a a slight overview so the the audience can know a little bit.
2: Well, once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away, (laughs) I was born in Japan, raised in all over the world. Came to the United States uh, when I was about nine. Um, Raised in Reno, Nevada. Uh, Evaded the draft and joined the Marine Corps and that was a long time ago, and I never went back to Reno, and the rest of my life has been kind of circled around the military, and then um, Fayetteville Christian School, Calvary Chapel there in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and then um, since both my wife and I are sort of kind of from the West, I'm from Nevada, and she spent a lot of years in California. We looked at one another after living in North Carolina for 32 years. And I said, what are we doing here? We had a lot of friends because I was very involved in uh, in soccer, both coaching and refereeing. I, I spent a lot of time at Duke University and so on and so forth and coached soccer and was the athletic director. But after 9-11 happened, uh, we got, I got involved with uh, with a few things in the military and then uh, deployed overseas in Afghanistan for about five years. And one thing led to another, we just looked at each other and said, let's go back home, let's go back to the west and so we did and uh yeah, I guess that's kind of
1: how did you end in service did you t- do time Fort? what you got?
2: oh good good question yeah i I went to the basic course as a, as a new lieutenant I was going to say young lieutenant, but I wasn't young. I was an old lieutenant um as a new lieutenant back in the seventies, and then came back as a captain in the 80s for the career course and spent uh, four years here. And we've always loved Sierra Vista uh, because we love the West. And there's a lot of things to do here. I I cannot imagine people saying, well, there's nothing to do in Sierra Vista. Really? I think there's lots to do. But that's just me. Um, So we decided to come back here. And uh, I love it here because it's a 10-minute town. doesn't matter where you're going. Mm -hmm. I'm close enough to my son in... in, um, in the LA area so we get to visit them two or three times a year my son my other son who was uh, stationed in uh, what's that place in Colorado Carson. Carson yeah so we got to visit them but they're now traveling for the army overseas so we don't get to see them that uh, that often although we will be visiting them in February
0: Is it just the two boys or do you have Just the two
2: boys two, the two boys and four grandkids nice. Nice.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, um, you joined the Marine Corps mm-hmm. out of high school. I'm Semper Fi, do yeah. it out. right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and at, you were raised Catholic, which Bobby and I were both raised Catholic as well. And then when, like, when did you find? When did you start your relationship with Jesus?
2: Well, you know, because we talked a little bit about it before, but I can remember. Um, I was going through football practice at Bishop Minot Catholic High School, which is where I went to school in Reno, Nevada. And um I had a pair of shorts and flip flops, and we were coming in for morning devotion at church. And, and I went, man, I can't come in here because I got shorts and t-shirts on or whatever. And this one guy says, God doesn't care what you look like uh, when you when you're coming to the throne room. And I'm I'm thinking, huh? Oh, okay. So that's kind of like the Genesis and my 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 relationship. I always had a Fairly decent relationship with the Lord and with God, sort of kind of peripherally, um, not like what what we would think. Anyway, uh, cut to the chase. I was a faithful Catholic, and I used to go to church often. And um, when I was going through uh, OCS, I because people say, "Well, when we were you saved," and I I can remember the day distinctly. I think it's like the 25th of June, 1975, and I was in a foxhole. <laughs> but it was a foxhole uh, while I was going through OCS, so I was going through training. And this one guy said, "Well, if you died tonight, what's going to where do you think you're going to go?" And and I said, "Well, I'd like to think I've done enough good things that I'd I'd wind up in heaven." He said, "Well, you want to be sure about that?" And I went, "Oh yeah." How does that work? And so. One thing led to another, next thing I knew I was going to church, uh, I was going to Catholic uh, Mass on Sunday and then I'd look for the nearest uh, um, Baptist church to go to and, and get plugged in and yeah, that's how it all started. But I I I pointed that day as the day where I really made the recognition that uh, it's all about a personal relationship with Jesus and not just a church-going relationship. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. You know, and, and I think I know, cause you know, there's probably somebody that's listening that, you know, thinks like, why are you guys bashing on Catholicism or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, um, I don't think it's sad. I, I mean, it isn't that cause we're not, that's not what we're doing, you know? Uh, but I know for myself, like in my yeah. watch, just like, just like yours, right. Where there's like, there's, there comes like a switch where it's like, I remember after I got saved and going to going to Catholic mass, it was like. Does anybody like, it was like, you know, like things were like revealed and it's like, wait a minute, I've been, I said, you know, you see the Nicene Creed, right? When you get there, you know what I mean? And I remember like the first time I was like, is this what I've been saying the whole time? Like, it was crazy how God just like, like opened my eyes to that. And like, I felt personally where it was like, I felt robbed. Like after all these years going and I didn't, it's so, it's not to say anything on, on that point. It's like, that was my thing. And obviously that's just the way that the Lord worked in my life or the way the Lord worked in, in yours or yours. You know what I mean? So, um, cause that's something that somebody said before, like, well, you know what, Um, you know, are Catholics really saved? I'm like, look, dude, (laughs) Jesus didn't die to make another religion. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, I believe there's, there's people that believe in jesus love jesus and hey they're going to be saved because that's what it's hinging on yep. and i think that there's, there's going to be some protestants in the same manner where hey whether it's baptist or you know people at calvary chapel whatever you know what i mean pastor pat says hey there's people that come to this church that you don't yeah, have that relationship with jesus you know what true. i mean so so i don't want somebody to, to to hear this and think it's like oh well you're bashing um you know, no, but I, I no. would say this, like, do you know your Bible? Do you yeah. really, truly have a, in any capacity, whether it's Catholic, whatever, you know what I mean? Even, you know, if you're listening to this and you are, a, a, you know, an avid church goer, do you have that relationship? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm sorry. I had to make sure that I like addressed yeah. that. Oh, yeah.
2: no, that's a really good point because I was thinking about that this morning when I was, I was listening to Chuck Smith uh, talking about Revelation and he was talking about a variety of different churches. But one of the ones that he pointed out to, and I, I was glad the way he put it. He said, you know, if you take a Catholic person, he's just like any other person. And he says, there are a lot of wonderful, wonderful people. I came to know, know the Lord as a Catholic, and I continued worshiping the Lord as a Catholic for a number of years before I finally, um, I, I, I won't say broke away because I don't know if you ever really break away. It's like, well, I used, to, I used to be in the Marine Corps. No, you're always in the Marine Corps. So it's almost like the same, same sort of thing. And like you just said, you know, um, be surprised when you get to heaven. You're going to find some people that are Catholics that are in heaven. You're going to find some people that, well, where's my friend that I used to go to a Calvary Chapel that might not be there? Because, again, it's all about a personal relationship. It's not about about a building or, well, the the crux of the whole thing was even when I was going to to Catholic high school, I used to think a lot of the stuff that we— We do, we do ritually. I'm not sure I really agree with them, and I made that decision years and years and years ago, and I still feel that way. But the same thing, uh, you know, uh, you you hear from the pulpit, our uh, beloved uh, Calvin Chapel pastors. Well, they'll make a point where are you just checking the box or are you checking your heart? Right. And when when uh, something is being said, is it making an impact on you? It's like I was really convicted last night. Uh, uh, I went up to Steve and I said, nah, I can't do it tomorrow. And, and I couldn't show up today. Well, why is that? Because Pastor Pat really convicted me. Are you a nice person here at church? And everybody goes, oh, what a godly man you are, a woman, and you're home and you're a creep. And I'm going, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. Yeah, I was a little upset when he when he told me that. I was like, no, Benny, like, you don't have a choice. I will come get you. <laughs> um So uh, that OCS, that was Army OCS or Marine Corps OCS? Uh, This
2: was Army OCS. I had already gotten fired. Linda hates it when I say I got fired from the Marine Corps. Well, I had a bad knee and I I was medically discharged from the Marine Corps. But the way I look at it is I was fired. But anyway, (laughs) um, yeah, that was my Marine OCS days were like four years before that or three years before that. This was Army OCS. Yeah.
0: So one of the things that we kind of talked about before – being, having served in the Army, Marines, um, I, w- I would say that I believed, but I was not a Christian, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I, w- I wasn't living it. And um, I, I believe now, like, I would have found it really hard – and during that time, my time in the army, I mean, I started smoking because of the army. Like I was like, man, those guys get all this, all these breaks and like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like they're getting all these breaks and, I, and the the guy who makes the schedule is over there. Let me start smoking so I can go over there and like talk with him and make sure I get the days off I want, you <laughs> <The> know? <motors. laughs> yeah. So like, I, I think it would be a difficult thing. Um, to maintain that Christian lifestyle mm. with the people. And you were, you were not just, we were talking about this. You were not just regular army, right? <laughs> like you, you were with the special forces. So you, you were around guys. Um, the ones that I, I, I didn't in- interact with a lot of special forces. I interacted with Rangers and those guys made the, the normal army look like, man, they're, they're saints, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. um, how do you how do you manage that? How do you manage that Christian lifestyle um wanting to live it yeah, around yeah. a bunch of people who yeah. may not feel the same way.
1: Well, especially when the influence, right? The influence is greater in the other direction than the influence of, of finding a good group of yeah. Christian guys. You know what I mean? Like I mean it's just the way it is. You know what I mean? So yeah, how do you do that? How do you? Because you know, there's people that that I know. We just talked about, you know, people that want to think like maybe I won't go into the military because I don't know if I can really, you know, be the light in all that kind of you know situation or whatever.
2: Uh you'd be surprised. I think I think uh, joining well, especially in 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 special forces, at least the way I I came to view it in the my history, um, it it seemed like. We're all like A-type pers- personalities for one, and people pretty much—it's um, not that they left you alone, but you set your own path. And people followed whatever path that, that they happened to be, be in. Uh, what do I mean by that? Well, there was a comment that was made to me by one of my old teammates, and we're going back all the way you know, in the 80s. He said, I, one of the things I can always remember about you is you always, you always had a Bible on your desk. And um, I'd, I'd catch you, <laughs> catch is an interesting term, I'd catch you from time to time. Actually having it open, you read something and, and you know, I came in and closed it and that sort of thing. And um, I think the Lord made those divine appointments, if you will, uh, available not for my benefit, but but for his glory. Because there's a lot of guys that I talked to today that were my old teammates and, um, you know, guys that I commanded as a— as a green beret officer um they've they've come to know the lord i don't know if i had anything to do with it but if that's you know set the or planted the seeds so much you know isn't that great but um so i so i, I never really saw um a strangeness or a di- dichotomy between being a a faithful christian and, and being a army guy or whatever uh, especially in in, in sf one of the I, I have always found really interesting, and the older I get, the more I see the commonality between a faithful Christian and a faithful soccer player and a faithful coach and a faithful army guy or whatever, just, you know, it's like Pastor Pat was talking about it last night. Whatever you do, do as unto the Lord to the very best of your ability. And if you're not doing that, then you're shortchanging somebody. If no one else, you're shortchanging the Lord. So whatever you do, do as unto the Lord to the very best of your ability. And and I've always been able to think of those things. You know, it really talks me off when somebody's got somebody's really brilliant and he's only using using half of his effort because he can get by with being brilliant. I'm not brilliant. I just work hard. That's a good point, man.
1: You know, somebody that's not using their max capacity in the situation that they're in. You know what I mean? And and when we were talking about this before we were recording, you're like, it doesn't matter. What's the difference between, you know, being in the army with a bunch of heathens or being at Lowe's or Home Depot or getting a job at, you know what I mean? Whatever whatever place you're at. Like, you're going to run into that situation and to think – you're going to be in a Christian bubble. You're actually in the wrong bubble. Yep. You know what I mean? Because yep. we are not supposed to be, you know what I mean? Secluded from the world. We're actually supposed to go into the world. Yep. You know? Um, yeah.
2: Well, you, you remember, you, you, you started this whole thing off with one of my favorite quotes, and that's Teddy Roosevelt. What, so what is Teddy Roosevelt actually saying? It's better to roll up your sleeves, go to work, and do something. At least you're doing it, even when you fail. Rather than being those who, like you said, the armchair, armchair quarterbacks who sit on their bedunkus and they're pointing to everybody that's doing things wrong. Or, oh, I would have certainly done it be- better than you did. Well, why don't you get up and do it? And it's, that's why another famous quote that I have, I, I don't know if you remember this one. I think Steve does. Moses was 80 mm. when he started his third career. I'm not there yet. <laughs> That's, you know, I'm I'm just doing what the Lord wants me to do for this time of the season. And sometimes I even have to slap myself when I'm looking in the mirror going, really, are you still, are you really going to do this, that, or the other thing? Because the Lord's not not through with me yet.
1: Right. You know, and that's kind of like even with the podcast, you know, when you're like, I want to do something and serve. And I'm like, man, we got to get out there. Like, it's not so much like being in, yes, ministries. You know what yeah. I mean? We have the opportunity where we go. And we had kind of said like, you know, um, I think somebody else was just talking to me recently where it's like, uh, you know, we should do like a food bank and we should do, I'm like, There's already organizations in our town that are already doing that. Like if anything, why would we want to start something? Like, why don't we go and support those people that are already doing it? Yeah, you know what I mean? So so in that sense, you know what I mean? And then we were talking about the podcast, it's like, look, I like I I've been having this thing where I just want to go and reach and here we go. You know, it's another opportunity to just reach and just go out there. And guess what? Hey, who knows what it's gonna be? Like I appreciate all the people that that support it, you know what I mean? And and I know that we're trying to hold on, like, hey, we said, Hey, we're gonna do this for a year for sure, like Mm -hmm. without a doubt, regardless of it. So, you know, but you can get the naysayers are like, why would you even do that? Or why would you not? Or what, you know what I'm saying? And and, yeah. and just the whole stance of, I think, you know, just to your point, Benny, is just don't let that hold you back from being the light. Yeah.
2: Because yeah. you never know how the Lord's going to use you. Yeah. I could give you a, a really, when I first came here a number of years ago, and it wasn't that long ago, almost five years ago, um, I went in to share my bona fides with Pastor Pat because I'd, you know, I've been very involved in, uh, in ministry at uh, Calvary Chapel in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And so, I, you know, hi, how are you? My name's Benny, and Pastor Pat, glad to meet you. And, and I said, to, well, what can I do to, to, to help out here? He says, well, the uh, uh, VBS is starting next week. Maybe you can help out there. And I went, oh, okay. So I went and I helped out there, keeping in mind that me and children— we, it's not that we don't get along. It's like I love children, but I'm not an organizer of children. I'm not like my wife. She is so wonderful with children. She's a great, best PE teacher I've ever seen in my whole life. And uh, so I went in there and I muddled around the best I could for, for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it again. <laughs> now I'm hoping I never get asked to do it again. No,
1: you help. Well, maybe not with the kids, but you helped The last time we did VBS, didn't you do security? No. Oh, yeah, yeah I've yeah, only yeah, told, told you. I've only told you. As a matter of fact, I know because I've I, I only told you, Benny.
2: <laughs> well, that's easy. You can carry a big gun and tell people stay away. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny. So so what else? So you you went to OCS. You were, you know, obviously, and I mean, just think about that. You know what I mean? Like a CO, right, or, you know, an officer for uh, Green Beret. You know what I mean? A group of men, that's just I don't know. For me, I just think of think of all that It's just like it's awesome, you know, to being able to have that influence over the men that you're you know what I mean, that you're in charge of, you know, and telling them like, hey, you know what, like, hey, guess what? You know, we got this training or we got these missions or we got all this other yeah. stuff. But you know what, there's uh you know, there might be not be a possibility that we're coming home. Like, do you
0: have security, eternal security? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I thought one of the things that you said about it, um, when we were talking before was that uh, I think you said one of one of your men had said to you, like looking back on it, like, well, we're glad that somebody brought God into it. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's, I mean, to me, that's kind of super encouraging for whoever it is that might be going into the military or already serving wherever they're at. Like, Hey, you might be that one person yeah. that brings God into that situation, situation yeah. you know, and it, we don't ever know what God's plan is, but hey, as long as we're – somebody has them there, yeah. then our chances are better than worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And you you never know how it, – it it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. And I look at my life when I can – I can look back on my military life. I can look back at my school life. I can look at, back at my, again, military life because, like I said, for – from 2001 to to 2015, I was heav- heavily involved with with special forces, and um, and the missions downrange. I actually went downrange. But how many people I've come across, and they'll say something to you uh, that oh, this is so significant. You did this, that, or the other thing, and I'll never forget it. And you go, hmm. I was just bebopping around through life, trying to do Jesus, trying to trying to live this life as a as a godly man. Uh not not trying to hey uh, um, by the way, right now what I'm trying to do is set a set an example for you all to follow. No, it wasn't that. You're just doing your you're just doing your thing. And I think there's a there's a solidity in trying to be a godly man. Um you can't escape it from the word word of God. All you gotta do is just get into the word and just try to be that way and get out of your own way and like I said earlier, uh I was certainly convicted last night by by Pastor Pat like what a creep I can be sometimes at home I don't mean to be but I am right <laughs> you know Well I was I'm not uh... perfect yet <laughs> he's still working on me
0: <laughs> well, thinking about it, like what you're saying, I mean, even when, and I've talked about it multiple times when I, my previous job, I was that Christian that nobody would be like, I don't want to be around that guy. But yeah. then getting a the phone call from one of the soldiers I drive, I drove yeah. around with, and I just have Christian music on and we would talk about things. A lot of times we'd bring up the Bible and talk about scriptures and, you know, I would still be that disgruntled guy that I was, Yeah. but God yeah. used that. Yeah. To he's been saved now, you know, and I'm like, wow. Like, even though I was that way. Yeah, like in spite spite of us. In
1: spite
2: spite of us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Well, you know, and that's going back to, you know, we did the we did the podcast when we went over Psalm One. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, here's the thing. God is going to bless his word. Yeah. You know, th- I mean, that's what he's blessing. It's not, I mean, now we can reap the benefits. Like you could probably look back at that and be like, man, like I kind of, I blew it. Like I could have been such a better example or I could have mm-hmm. been, you know what I mean? Or like, or, or here's the thing. Like you probably shut yourself off to people because you were that way as opposed to being the light. You know what I mean? And like being, you know, Pastor Pat talks about that fragrance of Christ where you will, Open yourself to people, you know what I mean? So if anything, like our attitudes do that to people where we'll either shut them off or we'll be open to people to receive it. But regardless of it, God's going to bless his word on that, you know what I mean? Like in that sense and do that. Like uh, now are you going to, you know, is it going to be something that's good that's going to come your way? You know, like thinking of, of Jonah, right? Where it's like... He was miserable. Like, either way, God still blessed those efforts. You know what I mean? But- Samson. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Over and over again. It's like, you know, what are you going to get out of this? You know, and even Bay talked about it, right? Where it's like, um, no, I think it was Brandon Martin. Brandon Martin talked about it, right? It's like, hey, look, God's will is going to be done, you know, and he's either going to do it in a loving manner and we can get on board with that, or it's going to be in a very harsh way. But either way, it's his will that's going to get done.
2: Yeah you know yeah. sure yeah uh, as as far as i'm sorry I just cut you off you no, you're asked. good you're good i was going to say i could give you a really good example i remember when i was uh, uh teaching uh, for um Calvin Chapel Bible college we had an extension campus in in wilmington and i think it was the first class and this one girl um i was teaching on on i think it was peter i had to do the the three books of peter and i was in the midst of teaching and and she wasn't taking any notes and she was just kind of like staring at me and and this is where this is where i think we need to grasp we don't really realize how the lord uses us and keep in mind i think i know myself fairly well not as well as the lord the lord knows me but i think i know myself fairly well and i don't think i'm all that and then some well anyway the this gal who's a really godly young young woman She just sat there and stared at me, and I said, Whitney, what in the world are you looking at? Because I was thinking, do I have something on the end of my nose, (laughs) you know, or whatever. She says, I just love the way you say things about Jesus. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, when your mind goes a million miles an hour, and then when you reflect on those words, you just never know how the Lord is using you to speak Jesus or speak life into them. Through the Word of God or through oh. faith or whatever, for yeah. sure, for sure.
1: So, but you yeah. say that? Wait, 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 You said the three books of Peter. What do you?
2: First, second, third. No, That's John. Not, John. I'm, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just. Thank you very just, much. Just
1: check it, you Bible college professor. <laughs> oh, no.
2: Now, wait a minute. Um, I wrote another. No. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're, you're
1: welcome. Just wanted to redeem yourself in that sense.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, you know, you bring up a, an excellent point, and, you know, I stole your quote from you. You had, and you wrote us a generous email saying, hey, I'm the one that told you that. Cause I was like, I don't know if it was Benny or Kevin, but where I said, Hey, you know, you know, we were challenged at a men's breakfast one time. Like, Hey, you need to be a Paul to somebody and you mm-hmm. need to be a Timothy to somebody, you know? And I couldn't remember who it was. And, and, and that came from you, you know? So like, let's just talk about that in that sense where it's like, you know, you have all these years of following after the Lord, Yeah, right? Talk about some of that journey of just like the process of discipling people or the process of just how the Lord was discipling you. Like who's been in your life that helped guide you along that journey?
2: Hmm. My pastors have always been, but then uh, again, we had a Calvary chapel of like 150, everybody showed up. We had about 150 folks. So my pa- pastor had always been, always made it a point of being up close and personal because I was an elder for like 17 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so they always seemed to be, the one that was a sounding board for me for a variety mm-hmm. of different reasons, uh, whether it's pa- Pastor Dave Dave Shirley at uh, um, in in Fayetteville or or Joey or uh, Pastor Mike now, um, who's uh, now in California. But generally, those who the thing that I find amazing is I didn't have anybody any one individual that was that I was ministering to or discipling, and not that I didn't want to um again those little vignettes i look at those as as god appointed moments when you were discipling somebody without even knowing it
1: oh yeah that's not for sure yeah cuz and you know and i think sometimes uh, you know you hear people and it's like all right i need to go find somebody you know i need yeah. to go find that timothy or i need to go find that paul and you know and, and i think a lot of times it's just like in the conversations that we have like this, right? Mm -hmm. We have these table talks, we have these, you know, like, Hey, you know, whatever like you said that you do a men's, you you do a men's Bible study on Wednesdays morning with some guys. You know what I mean? And I think in those, those times that you have, you know what I mean? Where you, you get that refining.
2: Yeah, exactly. That
1: refinement, you know what I mean? From people. And it's like, but you have to put yourself in that situation. Cause if you're, if you're only going to a service and you're going in and like, all right, we went to service, we did our thing. And then we leave. Yeah. You know what? The word of God is going to speak to you. And absolutely. But it's when you're with people that you can say, Hey, you know, talk about like, even with you, like, man, last night, man, I got hammered because of the way that I've been at home. And just that realization, you know what I mean? It's like, I know, you know what, me and my wife, you know, and you have those discussions and you have that talk. But if you don't ever had that opportunity to talk to people about what you're learning, what you're going through, then it's, it's harder for you to really put it into practice. Yeah. You know, and with that information, just you know, like you said, it's like, hey, you know what you you don't do anything with what it is that you're being given because you just think it's about oh, going yeah. in and sitting down and listening and checking out.
2: Yeah. What, what's your gift? Are, and are you using it? <laughs> yeah. If <Yeah, laughs> you got sure. a gift and you're not using it. Shame on you. Yeah, for sure. All right, and I, I'm the fingers are coming toward me. It's not shame on you, but yeah, yeah, and and, and I think. One of the things that I thought about when you just mentioned that it's not so much that you're going out and you're actually looking at people in the eye. Are you going to be my disciple? Can I disciple you? It's just when the opportunity presents itself, you need to be able to act on it or be willing to act on it because the Lord's speaking to you, saying, sure. "This is the one." You know, I, I've I've um, I've come up with a, a lot of great. Uh, okay, full disclosure, a lot of excuses not to come come here <laughs> because I don't want to come here because it's like I said, I got nothing, man. I got nothing. And you mean come here by coming on the podcast? Yeah, coming <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah,
0: it took us, uh, for everybody listening, it took us quite a while to get Benny here. So, But th- it's funny that you say that because uh, just like we had an interview with Bay Forest, which is going to be coming out soon. And a lot of people that we interview, mm-hmm. they they don't think that they have a, a like a story to tell, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, I think it, the amount of years – alone that you've followed Christ is a testimony in itself. Like, because I didn't do that the first 30 something years of my life. Right. I was going to church here and there. I was baptized Catholic. I was doing that. But I look at you and I'm like, man, I wish I I hope that when I'm, I'm Benny's age, I'm still doing what Benny's doing now, or I'm still being able to to do that, finish the race strong. Yeah, right? finish strong. And yeah. um, and like it's funny that like that whole talk about dis- like I consider you a Paul to me. Like you probably don't even know it, but like I'm always like I'm like I gotta. I'll tell Will. I'm like Will. I'm gonna talk to Benny today <laughs> when we get to church. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to him about this or that. And I, last night, for example, just to give you my test, I stood over there for 20 minutes waiting for <laughs> Benny to show up, and I was like, Will. I got to go back over there to the youth group. But when he shows up, you text me. And he was like, all right. <laughs> so uh, it was – it's just like I I think – and I consider obviously Bobby is appalled a to me. And there's a lot of people that I turn to. And I'm. it's funny because a lot of the people that would probably – because we were talking about being a Paul and a Tim- Timothy mm-hmm. before. And there's people in my life that I know reach reach out to me, but I'm learning from them as well. Oh, yeah, like, dude. Oh, no, no, no. And that's the
1: thing, dude. You you yeah. do. Yeah.
0: You, so it's more like – it's more just having that fellowship. And that's what I talked about in the grief episode was like, hey, I've what really worked for me was being around people who believed, and that yeah. helped me get stronger, yeah. right? And um, I think that is – uh, I mean, I do think being a Paul and a Timothy is super important, but I think just being around other believers is yeah, yeah. somebody that I can be like, Hey, Benny, like this is what we are thinking and let's see what you have to say. Right. Yeah. And well, I think, you know, it go back to military. I mean, that, that's the one
1: thing that i love. Like think of the friendships that you had with your boys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially like when things, you know what I mean? Like I got a group of, of guys that I keep in my phone, you know what I mean? It's a group chat. And, um, I mean, they are my brothers. You know what I mean? Because we were, were downrange, you know what I mean? And, you know, like, hey, there's those experiences that you go. I mean, like, I didn't go through anything crazy at all. You know what I mean? But there were some times where it was like, oh, yeah. man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and things go on. And it's like, you know, you look at those relationships and think of how strong that bond is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's like, that should carry over to us, like, within our Christian walk. Like, we should be, like, as men, especially right here, right? As, as men, like, but what what made those relationships different from the military than the guys that you have here at church. It's like, and that's what, you know, when I, you and I were kind of talking about like, Hey, we got to get a group of guys together and just go and do something, go yeah. and shoot some yeah. bows or, or throw some axes or whatever, like get, get that movement going. You know what I mean? Because that's what we were doing while we were in the military. Like we were side by side with one another, not so much at a table like this.
2: And you weren't doing it for just a couple hours. You are doing it for days and days and days on and end. Over a course of and, time. And y'all, Y'all put on the chute, y'all jumped out of the same perfectly good airplane, y'all walked a bunch of miles, and y'all spent four, five, six, eight, ten days or, or more. So you get you get to know one another a lot better than you do, hi, how are you, or... Uh, what's a swear word do you say? Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> the four <laughs> letter doing? Christian F word. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? Fine. Because <laughs> you never really get to, to to get into. Yeah, that's so good, Bobby. That's and and really the thing good.
1: that we you know that we've talked about before is just like I think we talked about it with with Bay, right? Is that transparency? Like the reason that that blocks us right is when we think we have it all together and that's what hinders us Mm. like at least when we're you know here's the thing with the military right like some dudes falling out of a hump or something like that you know what i mean on on a road march or whatever and it's like come on you know what i mean and and even then right like the rubbing like the 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 what is it like giving each other a hard time and and all that other Mm -hmm. stuff like sometimes even even you know as christians it's like oh we shouldn't you know like be rude and mean to each other it's like well you know what that's that's how guys are you know what i mean
2: well, I can give you an example and, and I know it's happened in all your lives it's happened in my life but here's something that I'm really proud of my son. Um he went through this uh, uh s- assessment selection process um with a, with this one guy. And years later um he came up to to my son Andrew. He came up to him and said, "You know the reason why I'm now doing what I'm doing is because of you. And he said, What? He said, I wasn't as prepared to go through the selection as you were. And we were going through, like you said, uh, um, a hump, uh, a march of some sort, you know, a movement from point A to point B uh, in the middle of the night with a with too much to carry, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, And you, all you did is you just lifted me up and you, you know, like, arm arm around my arm and we just we you helped me make it together. I had to quit after after a couple of days he said but I came back a couple of years later and I made it through and I made it through because I remember you doing that. So again those are those those little things that we learned from the military I think but you can also see that in team sports and you can certainly see it in Bible study because mm-hmm. there's it, it it's all about if you look at it as as if it's all about jesus then it is all about jesus Mm -hmm. and i'm coming alongside lifting up my brother to help him out whether it's a road march whether it's a passage in the bible or it's whether doing paley warm-up properly in the soccer pitch matters not it's all about jesus
1: well and and that's the thing because you know what ends up happening when something hard happens like think of a guy that's like hey you know what him and his wife have been arguing and fighting you know what i mean what ends up happening? Like, they are they active in church?
2: Mm.
1: Most of the time they're not. You know, are they showing up to men's Bible study? Study? No, they're not. Because, you know, the writing's on their face that something's not right and something's probably not right at home. And so what are they going to do? <sighs> you know what? I've just been super busy. I haven't been able to come. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, you need to go there with your bros. You know what I mean? You need to be there so that way the guys can be like, hey, well, w- what is going on? And hey, guess what? You know, I say it all the time, like iron sharpens iron. And the more you sharpen, like somebody's going to get cut, like it's going to get hurt. But you have to be able to receive that in order to be sharper and better. You know what yeah. I mean? And and y- if you're having problems, you know, in your marriage... Whether, you know, be the, the women getting together with, you know, other women or the guys getting together with guys, like you need to be able to receive that and be like, no, dude, you know what? Like I'm hearing what you're saying and you're messing up. You know what I mean? Just like you said last night, right? It's like, look, look at the way that you're being and you need to go over there and fix that. You know, you need to go and do that. Or regardless of, you know what, maybe that's going on with your spouse, but what are you going to do about it? Because being upset in that situation isn't getting you anywhere. And then guess what? That's the same thing as us being on a, you know, on a, on a movement, being in a, in a, you know, whether we're carrying gear and falling out of a, you know, a road march or whatever, where it's like, Hey, come on, like what's going on? Maybe, you know, you need to increase yeah, a PT exactly. or maybe you need to do whatever, you know what I mean? Like there's things that are well, going on in your life.
0: I think it's super, like what you're saying, what you guys are saying is super important, right? But what, like the important aspect is putting yourself out there mm-hmm. with, in a situation, right? So, because when look at what what happens when people go to church, right? Everybody puts on their their smiley face and they go in there and they sit down, they get the word. And then the majority of people leave right afterwards, right? There's not a lot of quote unquote fellowship. Right. Yeah. But when you, when you do, yeah, right. And when you go into a, a Bible study or school of ministry, even like just thinking about that, like the people in that class, like we've come become pretty close because we talk a lot. We're like, man, Benny's test. Like where I get in text messages, like where's, do we even talk about this? I'm like, I don't know. You know, like, so we, we get that, <laughs> we get that under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the answers were there. We just had to search for them, but uh, a lot, a lot harder. Um, So, but, but when you go into that, that I've talked about it before, like that shared hardship, right? Like, and if you go to church, everybody is going to be like, Oh yeah, I'm doing great, doing good. You know? And, but when you get into that, scenario into that situation where people can be more real. And that's what I think that's the biggest thing for men. That's what we need. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm struggling with pornography. I'm struggling with lust. I'm struggling with whatever it is, bring it out into the light. And then somebody else is going to see like, oh, I'm not the only one. And I think that's one of the biggest things we hear about this podcast is, hey, I didn't realize like you guys have all the same struggles I do. And that's where we... Where I think we're failing as men is like, hey, l- share what you're going through, yeah. share what you've been through. And, so, and, and,
1: and and here's the thing too, though, with people that you know are safe as well, right? And I think you could probably, I mean, you could probably agree with that knowing, and I mean, I know you too.
2: or safe? Both okay <laughs> right <laughs> because there's
1: some you guys that sometimes aren't safe you know what i mean and 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 knowing that but yeah you know what i mean because i i know that one time there was a guy that was going around and he was telling multiple people about you know come kind of his struggle and then somebody came up to me and was like hey like i'm really concerned because he's telling all these people that he's you know what i mean and and i appreciated you know what this guy was saying but it's like dude like You're being critical of him in those moments. And I had to tell the guy that was going around and telling some people some things that he was struggling with. I was like, look, dude, I said, you need to get that in the light. And I'm not telling you not to. I said, but you need to be careful with who you're talking and who you're saying it to. I said, because not to say that this person is going to think ill of you, but maybe their maturity level isn't at that point where they're understanding what you're going through. You know what I mean? So, so that, that's another thing too. Yeah. and no, I right. agree 100% with what you're saying, but I do want to throw that out there. Like you also yeah. got to be careful with the people that you do, but how are
0: you going to know unless you build a relationship? Right. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah.
0: You know. So Benny, getting back to you <laughs> yeah. and your story, um, after, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> after, uh, after, your, mil- your military career, you retire, and you said uh, Calvary-Fayetteville, right? Calvary right. Chapel-Fayetteville. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's an interesting story. Well, let's hear
0: it. Well, how'd you get plugged in with Calvary Ch- Chapel, in a sense? Oh,
2: that's a really uh, – because my boys wanted to play so- – my older son wanted to play soccer. And so uh, we went to the soccer field, YMCA, and Dave Shirley, pastor of Calvary Chapel-Fayetteville, North Carolina, now is affiliated with the – Calvary Chapel Bible College. Anyway, um, uh, he was a coach, and he played soccer himself. And uh, one thing led to another. Hey, how? Why don't you come to my church one of these days? So we went to this very nondescript, a small church, and um, sent the kids off to uh, to youth. And Linda and I sat in the. The message was nice. It was. It was. Typical Calvary Chapel, right out of the Bible. How about them apples? <laughs> and um, so I, we got in the car, and, and I said, uh, well, Christian, how'd you like I'd uh, like my older son? I said, how'd you like uh, a church? And he goes, man, that was really great. And I went, oh. I thought to myself, I don't know if I said it out loud. I, maybe I did. Eureka, we have found a church. And so we just started going there, and that's all we've been to uh, ever since, Calvary Chapel. Um and that was eighty, eighty mm-hmm. seven, yeah, eighty six, eighty seven, somewhere around there. And then going back to Steve's question,
1: so how did it, how how was it that you ended up getting plugged in and all the different uh, things that you got involved in?
2: Um, what's the best way to say it? Oh, th- man, in the arena, instead of pointing the fingers at at people who are not doing it as well as you could do it. I just decided to start helping out here, there, and the other place. You know, one thing led to another, and I finally got out of the uh, out of the army. Got got this really well-paying job for about three months, which I hated. And uh, Dave Shirley, I said, "Hey, how would you like to come alongside and be my uh, be my um, uh, church administrator?" So I did, and I I uh, was in charge of uh, the youth and. Um, I I, I administered the church of 150 people. Did that for a couple of years, and they needed help over at uh, Fayetteville Christian School, and so I started coaching, um, being athletic director there, and then um, I started um, as an as an elder. And, and when I left, that was eighty or ninety one, ninety two, and after that, I was there for uh, until I left two thousand no now fifteen. 2015. And one thing led to another. I just did a did did, did stuff. I was asked to, uh, because I was a teacher, I was asked to um, teach for Calvary, Calvary Chapel Bible College, the extension out at Wilmington. Did that for a couple of years, which I dearly loved. And I did a variety of different things, whether we did it, uh, we had a what's called a block where you do, I think, um, a, a whole class in two weeks, or you come back for... The twelve weeks, which was, it's a two-hour ride, but on a motorcycle, it's pretty nice, <laughs> so I didn't mind it. But yeah,
1: so you know, and just getting involved, right? Just getting yeah. plugged in. What, what just, was it the
0: just, fat, faithful, available, teachable? Yeah. Right, yeah. like just yeah. being like, hey, what yeah. do you need me to do? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I remember talking to Pastor Pat, like when I first started coming here and just like, you know, you get excited, you know, like it's like, oh man, I want to, I want to get plugged in. I want to serve. And then, you know, he started telling me about the places to serve at. And I'm like, man, that can't work because I got this going on and I got that. And it's like. He's like, well, what else do you? Do? I'm like, play drums, and he's like, yeah. Well, the worship team meets on Wednesdays. I'm like, I can't do Wednesdays because like, you know what I mean. Yeah. And you got like, because you know, yeah. before like your life has all these other things going on. You know what I mean? And then, and then, you know, and he told me he like didn't get frustrated with me. He's just like, look, he's like, look, God, it's easier for you to steer a car in motion than when that's parked. You know, I yeah. said this before. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I said it before sometimes. You know, and it's easier to steer one that's in motion than one that's parked. And he's like, look, so just get involved somewhere. He's like, and God will direct it. You know, and it's crazy. I served all yep. over the church. And, yep. and it sounds kind of like the same thing with you, right? Yeah. One thing leads to another. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, Dave, Dave Shirley finally left and went to York to start off the Bible college, I believe out there at the direction of uh, Chuck Smith and uh, Brian Broderson. Uh, so he was there. And then we had a new, new pastor uh, that came in, um, uh, Joey Van Dusen. He was there for a number of years. And then, um, then there was an interim there where we had no, no pastor and the, uh, other elders looked at me and said, uh, "Well, you like to teach, so why don't you uh, do that?" So I wound up teaching. I was I was like the interim pastor for uh, about seven months, uh, ordained by the elders because they wanted to make sure that the, that the sheep were guarded, mm. uh, and it, so it made sense to me, and and that was fine. Um, that the point being is that we just we just got together and did the things that we needed to do for. To, to help shore up the church until we got a, got a, a pastor came on, um, Pastor Mike Bennett, who was brilliant. He was great. So I served him for a couple of years until we finally moved out here. But, you know, my life has been a re- revolved around whether it's on the soccer pitch or in the classroom or uh, from the pulpit teaching, you know, like school of ministry, for example. Thanks for throwing me under the bus again, Steve, by the way. And, and backing up over. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to heal now. <laughs> so
1: you brought up the motorcycle. Uh, I know that you're actively with the, the CMA. Yeah, Christian C-
2: Motorcyclists Association. Yeah.
1: So so what is that?
2: Well, actually, it's just an adjunct, adjunct of what we do as Christians. I like to ride a motorcycle and... Um, I'm not. I'm not too shy of sharing Jesus with somebody. The, the, the divine appointments. I'm. I'm. I'm not as brilliant as some people are, uh, in recognizing that. Hey, Benny, this is a divine appointment. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, but you know, it, it gives us a, the ability to share Jesus with people who um, who like to ride bikes, and uh, it was a vision of a guy. Uh, a number of years ago, Herb Shreve, back in the mid 70s, he and his son, they had a disjointed uh, relationship and he wanted to solidify that. So they just started riding motorcycles together and they went to, uh, they went to these events. Uh, You can think of Sturgis and things like that, motorcycle events. And uh, they recognized, because his background, Herb's background was a, was a preacher in um, Arkansas, I believe. And, um, Recognize that there is a need to share Jesus with the lost, and a lot of times, what we'll say is somebody might not accept us too readily in sharing the, sharing Jesus or the gospel, but we just need to be available. Uh, you know, like Warren Worsley would say, just be available to be able to minister to them, and you never know. I've been called to do uh, to to do funerals. I haven't been called to do. Um, weddings but you know kevin uh hardison who's our state coordinator goes to church here as as you all know for those of you who don't he goes to church here Calvert chapel but uh you know he's done weddings and funerals and it's amazing even bikers turn to jesus in those times when they want to bury a friend or get married to a friend
1: yeah well i i you know i remember there was so there's a, a Biker group in town, right? The Devil deci- Devil disciples, yeah, <laughs> in town, and uh, one of their one of their guys ended up dying or whatever, yep. and go figure, right? They end up having a service for him here, yep, at the church, and then Kevin ended up doing the memorial service yep. for that, right? And just a little weird, but you know, Kevin's like, man, like just think of the opportunity that we had to actually do that for yep. a group that's you know completely far removed, you know, and has no idea,
2: and it plants the seed,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's cool.
0: So, what else are you involved in in the local area? We talked about school ministry, CMA, foundations, foundations, yeah. Um and then you bicycles. Right? You said you're like, oh yeah, it, yeah, I hope my bike's okay in the lobby. And well, I went he over, rode his bike here this morning. Yeah, I know. Like, so
1: I went, I went back to my office. and I think it was your motorcycle, yeah. and then it's like, oh, his bike.
0: But not only did he ride here, he rode up Ramsey Canyon first, and then came here. Like. He's staying fit for that that third career, like Moses. Well, um. I, I was I was listening to,
2: to uh, Chuck Smith on uh, Revelation because our Bible study uh, group on Wednesday mornings we're going to use. Check this out. We're going to use um, Revelation. It's a tough book. It's an easy book. How do you want to look at it? Okay. So enough said there. Mm-hmm. But so we're going to use Revelation and we're going to tie that in with "Live Not by Lies." Mm, that's holy, such a good book man holy smoke and such a good book and guess who came up with that idea i don't know how i came up with that idea <laughs> i think it's the holy spirit because we we see scripturally what is being said in in revelation and we see socially if you want to look at it that way what's being done in our world and it's like whoa um come come lord quickly <laughs> Dude, it's so funny because
1: yeah. um you know, I, I told you about that book, mm-hmm. right? And and, oh, that's uh, awesome. and I, Pastor Pat had talked about that book. I think sometime yep. um, during COVID, he was telling me about it. So I, I ended up downloading. And this morning, it's so funny they bring it up. This morning, I'm like. Because I told you last night, I was like, "Man, I'm going to email some people and see if we can do like a remote podcast." And this morning, I was thinking, "Man, dude, if we could get that guy, that Rod, I think Rod dreer yeah. that did yeah. that book, and see if we can do a remote
2: podcast with him,
1: so that's that it. would be awesome." So if people are listening, to this be praying for us because that's it. I think <laughs> yeah. I just, like. <laughs> I think well, I'm going to go well, forward and see if we can.
2: I don't know if Pastor Pat listened to this, but if there's a, if there's a a table where you can, if you do certain things, you can get to sit closer to him. I've now done the last two. I've 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 listened to, uh, pilgrim pilgrim, I can't say it. pilgrims, pilgrim's progress. progress, and live not by I, yeah. So I, I did you do pilgrims progress? No, but that's that's two of his favorite books. Pilgrims oh, is it? progress oh, with and, Roger. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I don't know. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, and uh, what's that? What's that other one about uh, knowing Jesus, knowing God? Oh, that's a good book too. Tozer A. Yeah. W. Tozer. There's so many good books out there that besides the Bible, but you know. If if you want to stay in the Bible and then there are other, other books that you can. Well, read I
1: think y- here's the thing. This is what I, I think, you know, you read the Bible and then it helps you understand other books too. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's just like, yeah. you know, live not by lies. You go through that and it's like, you see, and know. especially like revelation, you talk about that and it's like, oh man, like you're opening up to seeing what's going on and seeing what's happening and what has happened. And, uh, oh, yeah, and then yeah, you go, yeah. it goes back to the Bible. It's like, this is what happens when people stray away. When they go away from the truth, you know, they get sucked into these lies. That's what the whole book is. Live not by lies, totalitarianism, and especially what we see in our culture right now. And you get sucked into it. But when you have the Bible, it's like you got that, I don't know. You know, I always think of, I've said it before, those like overhead projectors, when you put like an overlay, you know what I mean? You put it on top and it's like, oh, (laughs) like it makes sense. I can see the pattern.
2: I know you guys are a couple of young whippersnappers, um, whatever that means. And I'm on the north side of 50. (laughs) Um, Fifty? Yeah. You can keep going up. Be quiet. (laughs) Um, But I am here to tell you, isn't it just wonderful when you read the Word of God, and and I try to read it every day. I'd like to say I do read it every day. I'd be lying to you if I did. Um, But I like to read it every day. And uh, there's so many things that, wow. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Or it corroborates in your in your small brain housing group. Oh yeah, I remember reading that in the Old Testament. And yeah. how the continuity of God's word is just. It's so refreshing that I feel like I'm getting educated, day by day.
0: It's funny. I, I hear you say like the Holy Spirit guided you. You know, getting revelation and live not by lies. I'm. I'm here to say it. this man lives by the Holy spirit directing them. Like, and I like, when like doing school of ministry, like there's so many times where he'll be like, so we're supposed to talk about this tonight and we're going to talk about that, but we're going to go off on this. And I want you guys to do this. And it just, I, I think Benny, you changed school of ministry for me, right? Like I was like engaged way more engaged than I was previous in previous classes. And, um, Part of it was because he had listened to the podcast, and he was like, "Oh, you have a lot to say, Steve. You stay quiet in in class." Yep. <laughs> so he makes sure I talk now, That's what but because um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to just sit there and listen. And then, you know, when I open my mouth, we go down rabbit holes. <laughs> and anyways, but uh, so what I want to ask, I want kind of want to ask two questions. Like, what do you see? Um, where is your heart? Like, what what do you if you could pick that third career, mm-hmm. what would it be?
2: Oh man, I tell you what. Looking back on it now, if I if I would have if I would have been able to do what I wanted to do or knowing what I know now, I would have said, "You know what? I need to ixnay this that I want to what I think I want to do at this point in time and just go down the ministry trail." I mean, I, I love to teach. I love to teach the word of God. So, in other words, be a pastor? Yeah. Um, I mean, because I did that for, for seven months. Uh, I was a bivocational pastor. I worked at the church, you know, 30 hours a week while I was working 40 hours a week. And after, and the, here's the thing that I thought was really, I don't know how I was going through that process or how people viewed me d- during that process. But after it was all over with, I just thought to myself, well, that was easy. I don't mean like that was easy. There was no effort into it it wasn't difficult at all and i listening to pastor pat last night when he was talking about you know the the misconception a lot of people put in you know well you only you only teach one hour a week what's a big deal or whatever they don't realize i use the old military school model for every hour of presentation there's a minimum of 20 hours of preparation and that's the way I look at it, it's preparation with the Holy Spirit, it's preparation of reading, it's preparation of studying the Word, it's preparation of corroborating or collaborating with other, um, you know, other commentaries, et cetera, et cetera. I, 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 yeah, so if I would have done it all over again, yeah, I, I wish I would have done that when, when I first got out of the military.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and here's the thing, too, you know, I mean, ministry isn't just, and just a church, oh, I know that. you know what I mean? Oh, I know that. And just and, and and think of all the people that you do get to reach just outside of different different yeah. avenues too. You know what I mean? So, I mean, look at Steve. You know, being in those classes and in, in in teaching school, uh, school of ministry, and all those other areas. You know what I mean? There's ton. I know a ton of people that you know appreciate all that you do by discipling them without knowing that that's what you're doing. You know. And
0: then my next question would be what do you where do you see um christianity or the church like what do you see that's going wrong now
2: oh i was i thought you were going to say what do you see where it's going to be uh, again i go back to live not by lives. but uh, again it's the study of the word getting together with like-minded believers hey why don't we just do acts 242 i had a friend of mine that once once told me he said, do you know the reason why uh jesus Talked about uh, leaving the the ninety nine to go look for the one, because maybe churches were only supposed to be about a hundred people. Because if they were small and a hundred people, then everybody would know everybody, and it would be a little more you. You would think that it, it'd be a little more united, and I don't know what the what the right word, but I I understood that what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not I'm not discounting the size of this church, but I'm thinking about mega churches. I know of a mega church and and um Linda and I were talking about this one megachurch that we had in Fayetteville and and they asked about the pastor. Oh, you know the pastor? I've been going there for seven years and it's like, yeah, I know the pastor. I know him real well because I coached his son and uh, hung out with him at the soccer field and those sorts of things, but they didn't have their relationship. So what I'm saying is this. The church needs to needs to continue doing the thing that it does well, and I think fellowship is one of those parts of Acts two forty two that we had, mm-hmm. in and, and it's more than Sunday afternoon. Well, you know, oh, you must be a you must be a Baptist because you yeah you know you have your bunches or whatever. That's not what I mean. I mean mm-hmm. true fellowship.
1: You know. So let me turn to Acts two forty two to break it apart because I know it's oh, okay. uh, they were in the apostles' doctrine and teaching fellowship, right?
2: Yep. And then you know, I, I like to talk about that uh, you know, at school ministry. I said, so if somebody brings in donuts, we'll do all of Acts 2.42 because we're praying for one another. We're talking about the apostles' doctrine by looking at the letters or the epistles or, or the gospel or whatever.
1: So this is, a, this is, this is where, what the passage says. It says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the sharing uh, in meals, uh, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Right, so you got, yep. you got. Uh, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, you know, breaking bread, and prayer. Yep, you know, and getting together and doing those things. And well, and you know, that's like when I teach New and, you, and I taught you in that class, right? Yeah. taught you when we when we did New what did we do? The last class, you remember? No, you don't remember? No. <laughs> So pneumatology, at the end of the class, we break bread, we have a meal, we do communion, and we got into that family room over here that I have for the staff. And that's what we normally do because, you know, the whole teaching on pneumatology is about the Holy Spirit, right? And and I break this section down and I say, hey, you know, like this is, you know, because, you know, it's the last class. And everybody's yeah. like, do I got to turn the final? No, you're know, not a final. But you need to attend this class because it's important because it's so easy For us to be in in church settings, they're like, all right, I got it. Had knowledge, got it, check. You know what I mean? Went through this, had a better understanding of learning this and say, okay, but now let's put it into practice and like, let's actually do it. Because when you get people in the table, like even you coming here this morning, you're like, I don't know. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? You put yourself in that setting where it's like, kind of like, I know my brothers, right? But it's like, it's that awkwardness. Mm -hmm. And so when you have it in class and it's funny, because you can tell people like, or kind of like they're, um kind of standoffish. I'm not going to say standoffish, like, okay, cool. We get to have a meal, but it's like, no, this is all we're going to do. Like we we're going to talk and we're going to, we're going to, you know, break bread. We're going to have the Lord's supper during this time, but we're going to talk. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's funny. Cause like in the beginning, you can see people are kind of like awkward. And it's like, look, you came to school of ministry because you're thinking, Hey, you know what? God might be moving me into a direction to yeah. do X, Y, and Z. You know, this is what he's, you know, initially like opening yourselves up and be there again being vulnerable you know what i mean and and getting that going because like you said benny like a lot of times that's what we don't do because we're so busy on doing x y and z in our life Mm -hmm. where we don't make that time to have that time for one another
2: here's here's the thought Uh, and i've tried to mention this before but Pastor Dwight, when he said, "I'm not sure why you're going through school of ministry this is my interview he said "I'm not sure why you want to go through school of ministry and i said um, I don't know maybe it's uh it, it's a method of saying i'm prepared or I'm preparing to do something I don't know what it is, but to serve and if this gives me the bona fides and I don't mean that I'm paying." paying a price mm-hmm. or paying an, an amount so I can do stuff. That's not what I'm saying, but just making yourself approved, if you will. And um, so I, I went through that process and the whole th- whole thing, after being totally involved in uh, the ministry of Calvary Chapel in Fayetteville, coming here to do nothing, and then just to sit back. And this is where y- y'all, we all, don't understand that the words that we use can be so impactful for somebody that's listening because uh, Pastor Dwight later on says, you know, I was kind of proud of you the way you just, you know, just sat back, did nothing, got involved in school and ministry, and then one thing led to another. And that was I was asked to start teaching foundations. Then I was asked by uh, Pastor Ryan not only to teach foundations, but take over the scheduling of it and you know, getting people to do that and so on and so forth, and and now school of ministry. You know, Pastor Dwight asked me if I would mind teaching. That was before I was done with school of ministry, and it's like, you know, just sit back and relax and rest on the Lord. He's going to provide those things that we are supposed to do. So, am I doing what I supposed to? What I'm supposed to do in accordance with God's will? I'd like to think so, but
1: he's leading you in that direction. You know, and it's and it's funny too because you know you um, you know, like you were already teaching, like you really didn't need to do school of ministry. You know what I mean? But you're like, hey, you know what? If I'm gonna get plugged in somewhere, I'm gonna make myself available. Yeah. We're all too often, I guarantee you, if Pastor Pat like, right now was like, all right, I'm retiring. You know how many people would be like, I want that position. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, what are you doing right now? Like, where are you serving? Nowhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I guarantee you. And I guarantee, and I'm, I'm saying that's probably all over churches, yeah. all over, you know yeah. what I mean? A place where like, there's people that are sitting that are like, man, I think I could do that or I could do that. And it's like, yeah, but you're not doing the simple things that you could be doing to just allow God to navigate you where he wants you.
2: The practical.
1: You know what I mean? And, yeah. and in that sense where it's like, you know, I just think where it's like, man, I just want God to use me. It's like, okay, well, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs>
2: Nothing. Or like Pastor Romaine, you know, Chuck, Chuck Smith, right-hand man, uh, some young one for second time I've used a term, would come in and say, yeah, I'd like to do this, that, the other thing. I'd like to serve. That. And so Romaine would take him out in the parking lot and says, I've got a perfect thing for you to do. What I would like you to do is start picking up the cigarette butts here in the parking lot. Well, that's not really what I had. In, yeah. 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 Just... Be available so you can be used. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I think that's about it. <laughs>
0: I don't know.
1: It puts us at the hour mark. We try to keep it short.
0: See, you thought you had nothing. You got plenty of of. I mean, we could keep going. I have plenty of questions, but I don't think. I think right now, ending on that note, like be available to do what. You can, not what you want to do, right? Like be available to do what you can. Because I mean, how many, how many volunteers does it take to, for Calvary Sierra Vista? 207. 207. A lot. Yeah. Right. Like, but you see the same people all the time. You see the same people doing multiple things, right? Well, I got, I, I got
1: plenty of, um you know, children's ministry volunteers that are serving in multiple ministries. Right. You know what i mean? What and, yeah. And it's like, hey, that's great. Like, I know there's some that that want to serve, have the time to serve and, and want to do it. And I know some of them are also serving for the right reason, but also because another ministry needs help. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying they're doing it for a wrong reason. I know they're doing it for a right reason, but I know it's like, oh, well, I can. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but then you're taking up a slot that somebody else should be, you know what I mean? should be doing you know what i mean and it's like you know and you get stretched out then you know that's my that's always my concern for people that i that i see in that in that situation because it's like look hey i I get it like you know you're not gonna um you know pastor pat says it all the time like if you're in your calling you don't need a break you know what i mean you don't get you don't get burnt out right if you're in your calling you're not going to get burnt out so i get a 100 and i agree with his statement 100 percent um but I do feel for the people that are are in a place where they're doing it, but they think that they need to do it because nobody's filling that slot, yep. you know? And it's like, yep. hey, guess what? And and when you don't hear that you need help anywhere, guess what ends up happening? Well, then we don't need any help. So then the new people that want to help kind of like, well, they got it. So I don't think I need to participate in it.
2: It's I like, mean, what you just said is is really crystal clear. If If I could, if it would be just left up to me and, well, you could only – you had to do foundations every week. I'd love it. Mm-hmm. But I'd be, like you said, dev- denying somebody else the opportunity. I love, and and you know that, I love to teach school ministry. <laughs> I, I told my, my one class a couple semesters ago that, uh, hey, you you guys think that's all that and then some? I'm here to tell you. I might sound brilliant, that's because I've I've read the chapter already. You know, but, you know, I'm just staying one chapter ahead, that's all. But, you know, it's it's the interaction of being able to speak into people's lives and then also to gain from them as well. I mean, we've had some really sweet, sweet people involved in, in as students.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, doing school ministry, teaching, I get more out of, I think sometimes out of the days I get more out of, out of teaching than when I was sitting in school of ministry. Oh, oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Right? So sometimes I feel bad for the students it's like, man, like I hope, I hope we connected with you. Cause I know it was great for me. Cause <laughs> I just, I got to take all these notes and things that just like went on in class with what you guys said and what, you know what I mean? was discussed yeah. and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's great. Benny, we appreciate you coming on brother. Amen. You know, thank you for, you know, just, you know, it, it's awesome. It's awesome to see, um, you know, how God has worked in your life and through the years. And, you know, you just see you and your wife coming and serving and, you know, you talk about your boys and, and, um you know, I, I look at that and, you know, my kids are, are, are young, you know, and I know right now, cause they're just at that age, you know, um, they love being with me and they love, you know what I mean? Like I, and I absolutely just. Adore that, you know, but it's like, what's going to happen when they're, you know, 20 years old, you know, I look at, I'll tell you what, I look at Pastor Jack and it's like, that's where you know that it's like you have, you have done well, right? Because it's not even, it's not like Pastor Jack's here, but then guess what? His whole family's here. All his, yeah. all his kids, you know what I mean? Obviously the one that just moved can't be here, but it's like, you come here and it's like the whole group of tinnies that are just sitting around like, like that is, you know what I mean? That is mm-hmm. beauty. And I know if your boys were here locally, they'd be the same thing. Cause you know, you talk about your boys, but it like, just seeing that it's like, and I look to you guys as that. And it's like, helps keep me on the path mm-hmm. of man. I need to, you know, not just um, take for granted the fact that, you know, Yes, my boys are growing up in the church and we're doing all these other things. But, like, really honing in on the fact of, like, man, what do I need to do to be that for my boys, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, well, And I don't know if you know this, and Bobby's probably going to be mad at me, but he's a grandfather now. <laughs> oh, I, this knew this guy. Guy. Yeah. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that last <laughs> Sunday. So for the world that didn't know, Bobby is a—, a Brand new, new brand,
1: brand new grandfather
0: as a yesterday— yeah. So it's funny. This guy tries to just, Was you it know,
1: yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just yesterday. Yeah. Man.
2: Oh, we must have talked about you being a grand, getting ready to yeah, be. I yeah. I was
1: getting ready to be. So, so it's funny
0: because Steve just like said, throw that, <laughs> like, just put me older than, but you know what? You're older than I'm, me, fool. I know. I'm older than Bobby, but now I'm, <laughs> at least I'm not a granddad yet.
2: Well, I'm going to tell you, as, as, as old as I am, and I'm old, I look, I, look, I, I, I think, I'm really not a, all that old, am I? And every time I get on my bicycle and I go pedaling around the neighborhood, I'm thinking, one of these days something's going to happen. I'm going to break something. I'm not going to be able to do that. This. This, that won't be fun. Yeah, yeah.
1: Then, then you'll feel that age. And that's what my yeah. dad tells me. He's like, man. He's like, Bob, my mind is young. He's like, but my, my, my body's old. <laughs> my body <laughs> tells me. My body's the one that tells me how old I am. Yeah,
2: it just got to warm up. That's all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. You got anything else, brother?
2: No, I'm good.
1: I want to hear Benny pray.
2: (laughs) You guys are a blessing.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Benny, for uh, coming on and just sharing, man. Just, I appreciate, I mean, this is just great, dude. I mean, we would be having these talks, whether we had mics or not, just, you know, I know it's encouraging, you know, I know we're going to leave here, you're getting ready to go on a road trip, Steve, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's just going to, you're going to walk away and just think like, man, that was great. You know what I mean? I, and I had that. You probably had that when you meet with your, you know, your small group of guys, when you guys yeah. do a men's Bible study.
2: Exactly the same words I used. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like, man, that was great. And, and, it, and like in and any big groups setting too, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to take that away. Like, I know like, Hey, I, you know, when I was able to make it to the men's Bible study on Wednesday, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there is something, an element when we're close like this, like when we went with, we'll throw his name out here, Johnny. Remember when mm-hmm. we went with Johnny to coffee, it's like, just leaving. It. It's like, dude. Like, we need to make time so we can do that again because yeah. we haven't done that in a couple months. You know what I mean? Like, when we get together, it's just, it's awesome, you know?
2: Acts 2.42.
1: Acts 2.42. Next time, bring the donuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bring those sugar-coated lies. <laughs> praise
0: Albany. All Albania.
2: right. Father, I just just uh, turn to you. Give you thanks and praise for, for my brothers here that uh, uh, coerced me, threw me under the bus, wanted me to come here and uh, spend time and talk about Jesus. And I just do thank you, Father, for for this opportunity for this ministry that you've uh, that you've provided Um, pray that there has been a seed that's been planted in somebody who heard maybe they just tuned for the first time and then went huh that's interesting let's listen to this for a while Lord so you can work in a a variety of different ways and just like it says in Hebrew. so I just thank you for uh, for my brothers again thank you for this vehicle I thank you that uh, I, I pray that the truth continues to be poured out, even when we make mistakes about uh, uh, three three chapters of <laughs> Peter instead of two. But uh, where's our heart? No, I, I I think our our heart is to to serve you in all that we do, and for my brothers, uh, not only here but those across the uh, airways, if you will, brothers and sisters. Lord, just pray that this this season of life that we're going through. Uh, and this season of this year uh, where we acknowledge the fact that we recognize Jesus is born. But today is Christmas. Today is Resurrection Sunday. and Today is the day that the Lord has made. And I do rejoice, and I'm glad in it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross, and Holy Spirit continue to guide and be that beacon in our lives. Your precious and holy name that we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.